Welcome to another Chiropractic United podcast for January 26, 2012. This podcast, we welcome Dr. Billy DeMoss of CalJam. This podcast is brought to you by Chiropractic Biophysics. For more information on CBP technique, please join us at www.idealspine.com. Also brought to you by Dr. Fred Domenico of Elite Coaching. To see how Dr. Fred can help build your practice, browse to EliteCoachingLLC.com. And finally, by PostureCo, developers of the Posture Screen mobile app available in iTunes, as well as the X-ray EMR system known as PostureRay. So for more information, please go to PostureAnalysis.com. All right, guys, let's take it away. Hey, everybody out there listening to the Chiropractic United podcast. It's Thursday morning, January 26th. Usually we do this podcast on Tuesday nights, but we moved it back a couple days because of our special guest that we have on board. We will introduce in just a minute. You got to hang in there to see who it is. I'm Dr. Deed Harrison with Chiropractic Biophysics, joined by my partners, Dr. Joe uh, Ferentelli from Posture Co. and CBP, and Dr. Fred DiDomenico from Elite Coaching. Uh, welcome, Dr. Fred and Dr. Joe. Welcome. Yo, yo. And Fred, where are you calling in from? You're not at home. New beginnings in New Jersey. Uh, what is it? Long Branch, whatever. Right on the water here in Jersey. Wow, that's a long trip from Seattle. Yeah, that is. All right, who do, do we, we got on Italian? today? Yeah, who well, do we got on? Well, real quick, anybody that's new to Chiropractic United, you can check it, check us out online or on Facebook. We're www.chiropracticunited.com. What we try to do is reunite the best in science, philosophy, and art under the umbrella of Chiropractic United. And we bring in everybody that's out there that's carrying the torch for the chiropractic profession, trying to make this a better place to live, to practice, and to have some fun. And with that being said, our special guest this week is none other than Dr. Billy DeMoss from California Jam and the DCS. Welcome, Dr. Billy. Rock and roll, D. Thanks for having me again. Oh, no problem. We're happy to have you. No problem. I like that. We're going to behave today, I heard. Yeah, we're, we're going to keep it clean. Sometimes we can get a little passionate and excited about what's happening in our profession. And you got to know it's just coming from the heart. It's from love. It has nothing to do with trying to offend anybody. It's just we're really frustrated with some Frustrated. Things. Yeah. And, and that's with some of the things that are happening in the profession. So In the uh, world. Yeah, in the world, absolutely. We see it in the microcosm of chiropractic, but you're right. I mean, you've got the vision of the world, uh, Billy, and that's one of the the reasons you started California Jam. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. I started Cal Jam because I want the I want the world to really get a grip on what's going on for not only themselves but the the future generations, our children and their children. So, I mean, we need to start like opening our eyes and pulling our head out of the sand and then really take a a big look at what's going on on this planet Earth here. Yeah, amen. it's a subluxated planet, brother. Yeah, amen to that. Really quick, uh, I just got a couple questions here. This is uh, uh, Deed Harrison, Billy, and that's just for the. I know who you are. <laughs> oh, I know. That's just for the the <laughs> listeners out there. Sometimes they get the voices confused. We've got the the uh, opportunity to see each other on uh, on Skype and know each other's voices, but the listeners out there, once in a while, it's good to let them know who's talking. So well, actually, I got a picture of you with a big question mark on your head right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I gotta, I gotta be incognito for some of the stuff that I do out there. I don't want people to know who I am. Yeah. Just get yourself a bulletproof vest, dude. You'll be fine. I got one. <laughs> so, you know, coming up in February, we've got a, a conference coming up in in California, none other than the California Jam, and it's the last weekend in February. And this is how many of these have you run now, Billy? This is Cal Jam Five. Okay, and so what we're what we're seeing is a snowball effect. This thing's really growing, yes? It's exploding. In fact, I just put a, a, a little thank you on Facebook to everybody this year because we are way past last year's attendance, and we still got a month left, and I know how chiropractors – I don't know about you, but do they ever wait to the last minute to sign up for anything for yeah. any of your events? Yeah, they're signing up on the phone on the way to the airport. Right, and they want the – I really like it because sometimes they want the early bird special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they want to sit with their friends in the front row, and that ain't going to happen. So, <laughs> yeah, you know that's absolutely true. So, just can you give us just a little background? I know we we've heard a little bit of this before, but 
you know, I haven't heard the whole story. I've gotten in bits and pieces, and I, I know the listeners out there, some of them are uh, a little bit uh, on the fence about whether or not they want to come to Cal Jam, and then some of them actually have never heard on it, heard of, of Cal Jam, and you wonder where their head's been. But can- well, I mean, the thing is, it's a, it's like I was at Parker with you guys this weekend, and it's like it's, a, it's funny to me that some people just live in their little caves and their islands, and they're, I mean, obviously they're comfortable with that. Uh, you and I are a little bit, you know, Joe and Fred are. Or we're a little bit more involved. We like to get out and shake it up. But most of all, you know what? I like hanging out with you. We had a great time this weekend hanging out with you guys. And, I mean, there's nothing I'd rather do. I mean, I'm not a football guy where I want to sit around and drink a beer, beers and eat potato chips and watch the stupid bowl with everybody else. I'm more into chiropractic, saving the world, hanging around chiropractors that are on fire. Because when you hang around people that are on fire, it's contagious. That energy uh is something that you get in those people's orbits and you just spins you higher. And then when you get in your practice and you get around your people, that energy, you know, permeates through them and then it permeates through your community. And then people wonder why they don't have a big practice because they don't do anything. They don't have the zest, the love for what we have. And you get that by going to events on a regular basis. I mean, I love going to events and I love being around chiropractors. I love chiropractic. I love saving people's lives. I love turning people's lights on. And you get that energy from being around other people that have that same energy. One and one equals 11. Let's turn it to 11, but we're turning it to 12 at 2012 at Cal Jam 5 this year. Yep. Right on. So nice. real quick, before I turn it over to Dr. Fred and, and uh, Dr. Joe, Dr. Billy is uh doctor, 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 <laughs> the, uh, you know what I mean? So you can just call me Billy D. I'd rather go by that any day. Yeah, I gotcha. It just happens, you know, sometimes out there. So anyway, Billy, just give us just give us a rundown of, of what Cal Jam is all about and why you started this. Well, I mean, there is so much misconception in the world about what we do as chiropractors. I mean, everybody thinks we're a back pain, neck pain profession, and that is so old school, antiquated, outside in, medically allopathic backwards thinking that, I mean, I mean, with the work with you guys, what you guys are doing is, I mean, really, you are just on the forefront, the cutting edge with the biophysics movement is to change posture to extend the life of the spine and the nervous system to improve not only the quantity, but the quality of a person's life. And until people in the world really get what we do as chiropractors, I mean, it's hard for me to sleep at night having people think that we're just a back, it's just, it's just so old school that people still even as chiropractors think that. And, you know, people say we don't have the science for it, but then, I mean, I look at you. I mean, you've published so much stuff in the journals, and you've got the science to back up everything that we're talking about. But it's not even the science. It's common sense. It's like people realize that, you know, where's the science to say that brushing your teeth and flossing is something that we need to do on a daily And people around the world do that. But what I try to get people to understand is like, dude, your spine is way, way more important than your teeth will ever because your teeth, your teeth doesn't have a spinal cord running through it, man. It doesn't have the life expression, that the energy that coordinates every function of, of life running through it. So it's, I want people to understand that we're about, you know, we're the dentist of the spine for probably not a better turn. And I want people to really get that what we do as chiropractic is true, true life extension and life improvement. Yeah, I mean, aim into that, and that's amazing. Now, this year, we'll get into the speakers that are coming up at Cal Gym this year, but first, uh, I want to give a shout-out to Dr. Fred. Uh, first, Dr. Fred, you're over at New Beginnings on the East Coast, as you said, yeah? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get fired up this weekend. You know, I came to the first New Beginnings in October, and, uh, you know, they have, a, they have a pretty tight family. It was a break-off from DE, and that's where Billy and I were raised at DE. I mean, we graduated LACC. And shit, I, I didn't even know until I went to DE that we were supposed to adjust kids. I mean, the first kid I ever adjusted, baby, was like Tuesday after I came back from a DE. And that's... That that's, was me, that, wasn't it, Fred? <laughs> that, that was, you adjusted me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it was, uh, you know... So anyway, it's good to get back into the philosophy. I'm definitely going to be there with you, Billy. And, uh, you know, just like what you said earlier... Bill, you know, um, people think it's on back pain, man. And, you know, I got to kind of give a, ask a question. And that's when people come in and they say they just want to treat their pain, where's the boundary? Like, you got a huge practice, Billy. And, you know, we all have big practices. 
But at what point do you say to a patient, I will not let you think that that chiropractic is about back pain. And if they didn't get it, number one, get your communication down better. Get a coach if you got too many people, too many of your patients that think that. And the next thing is, where does it stop? Where's the responsibility to stop? If someone thinks chiropractic is about back pain, I'd rather be the one that didn't take them as a patient and say, I will not let you continue in that thought process. And if there's other chiropractors that won't take that responsibility, then you know what? That's their problem. But that's why you're struggling through practice. It's because you're compromising your own core values. It's like, when are you going to freaking take responsibility, man? It's somebody's life in front of you and everybody's life in their whole circle of influence, and people take people for back pain. Yep. It's like you got to look at yourself, man. Look in the mirror. Anyway, that's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, Fred, it, it's a deed here for the listeners out there. It, it starts. In, it starts in day one when that person walks through your door. You have the opportunity to welcome them into your office and let them know you are here to take care of them and help them with their pain if they can. But the picture is there's a reason you have pain, and pain is just an expression of a problem. And it's our job to identify what that problem is and see what chiropractic can do, not just for the pain, but for their health, their quality of life, everything. It's our job to transition them from day one from pain into health and wellness. And that's what, you know, you're all about, Dr. Fred. And I know that's what CalJam's all about. And it's not just pain either, man. It could, it could be absence of symptoms. I mean, like you take an x-ray on somebody and you see that they've got anterior head carriage, you know that's going to shorten their lives, man. It's not just pain. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's got- asymptomatic. Yep. There's this whole big, sorry, sorry to interrupt <laughs> There's a whole big thing on Facebook, you know, chiropractic sandbox. You got these guys putting, you know, x-rays up there of the cervical kyphosis and goes, is this person subluxated, you know, because I use a thermoscan and they don't have a reading. So are they subluxated? And it's like, look, man, gravity is gravity. Right. You know, we write in there. We were talking to um, uh, Steve Tullius on the CCE uh, movement campaign. And, you know, we got these guys on Kyrie United. And, you know, everybody has a different opinion. But the bottom line is your dad, Dee, Don Harrison, applied physics and math to the spine. And it's a freaking law. You know, it's not an opinion. A kyphosis will cave. It will cause disease. And that's it. I don't care if he all. And it will kill you. And it will kill you. And if you don't have a reading, then maybe it's not coming from their neck. Maybe I ought to look at the thoracic spine. Maybe it's a low back problem. You know, it's like it, they are subluxated. So you got all these opinions on Facebook with these screwed up. <laughs> I really had to bite my tongue on that one. You did. I can feel it. I can feel your pain, Fred. <laughs> yeah. I just spit a bunch of blood on my computer screen. Yeah. With messed up spines telling me they're not subluxated and you're a chiropractor. That's where that's where you're doing a phenomenal job with CalJam, Billy. Right. And I totally appreciate that Deed's one of your speakers, and you're willing to step out and say, here's the direction the chiropractic should move. So my hat's right. off to you, brother. Yeah, because I get all, let me tell you what, I get all, like all your Facebook <laughs> friends are always, basically they're the ones that are shooting. It's like our profession has this problem with, uh, circling the wagon train and shooting in. Uh, and I'm kind of over that. And that's why I'm not on any of those pages anymore, because you jump in those pages and you just get shot down for your efforts to try to lead the profession, this profession. That's why I'm almost even starting to gravitate chiropractic more out into the mainstream, because I'm over the infighting in our profession. It's like I get called a mixer because I, I try to get people to eat a little bit better. You know, they say, well, that's not chiropractic. Well, if I learn to play the guitar and I teach somebody to play the guitar on the side, does that mean I'm a mixer because I'm trying to teach them something else that I do in my life that, you know, that brings about positivity in my life or I teach somebody to surf or something? Just because I teach people to eat right doesn't mean that I'm not into chiropractic. Chiropractic's one spoke in the wheel of the, the five factors of health. And I think, you know, it's it's. It's great if we've got 100% nerve expression, but if people are killing themselves with food or sedentary lifestyle or not getting proper rest, I mean, 
we're not we're not taking people to where they need to go. And that's why CalJam has other great speakers. You know, I've got David Wolf this year presenting raw food stuff. Like I people think that I'm on dope. I'm not on dope, dude. I'm just spizzing off of raw food. I mean, I eat two thirds of my meals out of a Vitamix. I put elk in there, Deed. Raw right. elk. Right. I've been that thing. <laughs> You know, but I'm big on exercise. I just did an exercise video on YouTube. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I mentioned today on Facebook that I was really thankful everybody signed up. I got all the vendors signed up. Everything's done already. And I'm sleeping this year because I'm not, like, wondering if I'm going to, you know, get my head above water. So everything's good. And I'm stoked that everybody's on fire about CalGen. I'm stoked everybody's coming out. So and it's going to be a good time because it's also one of the things that chiropractors need to do is celebrate the wins once in a while and have a good time. Like I've always said, if it ain't fun, I don't do it. And it's going to say that on my gravestone. If it wasn't fun, I didn't do it. Yeah. Well, That's I have awesome. to say, Bill, I have to say that your event, uh, your experience there is probably the best chiropractic event that I've ever been to, including Indeed has said the same thing. Just everybody's on the same page with the same purpose. It's not... Uh, people would ask me, well, what's this trade show about? I said, this is not a trade show. This is an event, a life experience that you need to get to. And it, it's a, a whole nother world. And uh, we talked about it the whole year. <laughs> you know, it was awesome. Uh, I mean, so, go ahead, Fred. Hey, I just want to say that, you know, I mean, we all put on seminars and CalJam is massive. I mean, you know, we don't, our volume with CBP and, and stuff like that. We don't have, you know, 2,000 people or whatever, more whatever you're going to have. But people don't get what kind of passion runs through you to actually put together this event. I mean, it takes you a year to put together one weekend. And it right. takes years with all those contacts and all the travel. I mean, you've traveled around the world promoting this. Right. So, yeah, people don't get your level of passion to put on an event like this. I mean, and Fred, be- one thing that people forget, too, is I'm not like Parker or any of that. I, I'm still in full-time practice. I mean, I work with my brother, so he can cover for me a lot. But, I mean, I'm still seeing five, 600 a week by myself. And I'm not bragging. I'm just saying the thing is if you put your mind to something, you put your mind to do something, and you visualize it and you affirm it, but then, number one, you take the action steps to make stuff happen. You can make anything in your life happen. And the people that are sniveling about not – having stuff in their lives, get off your ass and do something. Look in the friggin' mirror because the only reason you where you're at in your life is because of you and nobody else. You can do whatever you want to do. And people freak out and think that, how did, you know, they, they, some people come to the event and go, how many people do you have working on this event every year? And I look at Jane and Jane looks at me and she goes, it's just me and Jane and we have one other person helping us. Because I've always realized is that when you got more people helping, it seems like it's more work. So keep it simple smarty yeah. is what I say. And it's a matter of just getting people on board and get people on fire so we can, yes, save the planet. Yeah. I always, I always get a kick out of that, Billy. You mentioned it about how, how busy we are. Cause I, we have an, uh, you know, it always comes up to me in an email or, Oh, I can't go. I don't have enough time to come out to your seminar and learn. Right. Or, you know, I, and I look at deed schedule, my schedule, Fred's schedule, your schedule, and I look on how many hours we're living chiropractic, and this person can't take a weekend to travel somewhere. Well, they're busy watching football, dude. <laughs> they're busy getting all the diversions in life when the rest of us are. I mean, I'm not complaining. I love this stuff. I mean, I get up and I, 8 o'clock in the morning, I'm running, dude, because I love chiropractic. I mean, I would do this even if I didn't get paid. But if, but when you're on fire about something and you're passionate about it, it's just it's your mission in life, man. There's nothing there's nothing else I'd rather do. I don't sit in front of a TV set. I don't have time for that BS. I mean, I, I mean, what we're doing is so so much bigger, and it, it has so much impact on on our lives, but also people's lives for future generations. If we can get this message to the people. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> I want to give a <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, but I got all choked up by what you said there, Billy. Um, <clears throat> I want to give a shout out to uh, the HAIC, and I'll tell you what that is in just a minute. You brought it up. My dad had one, I've got one, and Billy, you got one, and that's the head Asian in charge. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and 
you know, with, without without Mary Jane, Cal Jam would not be what it is. Oh, dude, I'm like the Super Bowl that bounces around the room, and she's the she's like the shoestring that ties it all together. It's like if it wasn't for her, there would be no Cal Jam. There would be nothing. Okay. Yep. You know, I I found that out too. You know, it, it's it's a team effort, and you got to have somebody that balances your energy and your your vision and purpose, and brings something different to the table. And right. That's what she brings, and I I know you know that, and everybody knows that, but I just thought we'd give a shout out there. Yeah, and she really appreciated you guys taking her to that nice concert that we went to the other night. Yeah, that got her that got her all fired up and frisky. I want to let you know that. So, I want to thank you guys as well. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, the the other thing is I want to just go off for a minute and then I'm going to open it up to you guys about what uh, you and Fred were talking about with the cervical kyphosis. My my big issue and it's what you also said about the infighting, Billy. My issue is when when somebody says you know, you're either vitalistic or mechanistic and chiropractic, and you can't be both. And there was a recent article that came out in Chiropractic Economics, and I don't even want to talk about it because it's like giving it credit. But at the end of the day, they said, you know, CBP and putting curves in necks is totally mechanistic, and it doesn't fit vitalism in chiropractic. And I have issues with that. You know, in reality, our, our chiropractic philosophy is very, very vitalistic. The sum of the parts do not equal the whole. We know that there is a universal intelligence. It's innate intelligence. We know that you can't quantify every facet of life. We know that. Because that's, it's infinite. That's right. And that's the vitalism in us. However, chiropractic is more than just a philosophy. It's also a science. And by nature, science is more mechanistic. It has to be. It has to develop predictability where possible. It has to develop laws and see if those laws apply, and then they do become laws. But in, in general, the, the, we identify trends. We see processes, and we try to quantify those and predict them so then outcomes can be more more accurate. People can experience better results, better quality of life, etc. And then the art, the third leg, the nice thing about it, that art balances the philosophy and the science. Philosophy is vitalistic. Science is much more mechanistic. It has to be. But the art is the combination of the two. It has to be. It's vitalistic and it's mechanistic. We're applying forces to a body that are mechanical forces. There's a reason you're applying a force to that segment in that direction. You've come up with a rule to do it, some kind of rule in your mind. But then there's also the expression of innate that goes in there that kind of overrides some of your thought processes, and then you apply the adjustment. So the adjustment balances it all out. So I really get upset at this whole thing of the infighting where – People say, well, you're either this or you're either that, or if you put curves in, you're not vitalistic. No way. No way. Absolutely not. CBP, in the essence of it, is one of the most vitalistic techniques out there if you look at what we do and why we do it. And it, it putting curves in people's neck, it might have a... There might be a science and, and research behind it, but you never know what's going to happen to that individual patient when you do that. You, you may save their life. You may change their life. Who knows what's going to happen? So that's just a little food for thought, your comments on that. Who's com my comments? Anybody. Well, we're all on the same page with you, Deed, and I think that's the biggest misconception that people have of chiropractic biophysics. And until they get to know us and listen to us and – you know, they, if if they had one story in their whole life on what your dad had in his career, just at least one inkling of anything or what we've all had in our practices, if they've stepped in and seen the, the reality that we have when we change these spines to a more normal, stable, healthier, subluxation-free <laughs> position, then you know what? The philosophy is there, and they just don't understand it. They've been told by someone who's been told on what we stand for instead of getting it firsthand. Well, you know what? Also, if you look at your dad, I mean, how did CBP come into its origin? The, the origin was philosophy. You know, and you look at you, Billy, you're a spinal corrective doc. I mean, I am obviously Deed and Joe. And uh, how the heck did we end up that way? Because we freaking went to DE. Right. You know, I didn't think, I didn't know spinal correction going to LACC. Man, I started in applied kinesiology, went into Gonstead. I didn't even know changing a curve was a possibility. Then we go to DE. I didn't even know we were supposed to have a curve. 
<laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. I know. And then we. I, found... I, I didn't learn anything at LACC. So I, pathology. You learn how to wear a white coat. Yeah, you were wearing that white coat, right? Yeah, that's because I was going to be. Bring, a you need to walk out on stage in that, Billy. Dude, don't worry. We got that thing all scripted out. <laughs> the knee wants to go down to the knees too to cover up the uh, the family jewels because you know we're getting a little older. Yeah. So nice. to, uh, we're going to keep this clean, right? Okay, good. No, we don't want explicit on here again. Yeah. Hey, anyways, man, Spinal Correction was born from philosophy. So it's like, then how the heck can you put up an x-ray and tell somebody that rep represents disease, be a chiropractor, you know, the one specialty anywhere that's supposed to specialize in the biomechanics of the spine, and then tell them, and then tell them you can't take them to normal. Like that. I guess maybe we're just simple-minded. Like if that's disease, what's normal? Well, maybe right. we should take them there. I don't know. Right. And the thing I like too is a lot of the the, the naysayers and the the backstabber chiropractors say, well, you know, you can't get correction. I go, dude, the reason you can't get correction is because you don't know what the hell you're doing. Why is it that I get correction on the majority cases I work on? And, yeah, if I don't get changes in my office, it's because people don't follow through with what I ask them to do. The stuff works if you apply it. And guys that say, you know, there are certain guys in the profession that think the whole corrective care thing is a ripoff. We think we're just putting people on plans to steal money from them. I hear all that stuff. And it's just because, I mean, they don't need to, you got to see people once in a while. You can't see them once every two weeks or once a week. I mean, you don't go to the gym once a week and expect results. You don't you don't eat healthy once a week and expect results. You need to apply this stuff and you got to get people to understand it's not just about your pain, it's about changing your life and about extending and preventing degeneration decay of your of your life overall. And I mean, I get so frustrated now that I don't even go near those people anymore because I don't even want to let those people near my headspace. Because those are just people that just – they need to figure it out on their own. And when they're burned out doing their allopathic pain-based care, they're all going to come our way, Fred. Because you know that when I was at LACC, I came out of that mold with the full mechanistic back pain white jacket, the little black bag with the coffee in it and that stupid – all the other crap that was in that bag that I'd never, ever used – how about the stethoscope? I'm going to listen to heart sounds. Give me a friggin' break. And then they're going to all go that way. And when they see that that model doesn't work, they're going to all come back this direction because this is the only direction chiropractic is going to go in the future. Hands down. And your Cal Jam, man, is just one of the most powerful vehicles in the profession. You know and why? It's because we don't have to walk that stupid fence where we're trying to make everybody happy. Like we were just at that seminar. There's both groups there. My, my seminar doesn't have those groups here. And I don't have any problem. People want to do therapy and whatever they want to do. But I just want people to make sure they get the chiropractic store. I think people should learn how to eat right. I think people should, should exercise. People should most of all think right. So that's where chiropractic, I mean, CalJam is going to go in the future. I want people to think big. I want people to think positive thoughts. I want people to think, yeah, we can change the world. Because if you think those, it's the crazy people that actually think that stuff, and they're the ones that actually do change the world, man. Yep. That's right true. on. Hey, and you know what else, man? I mean, you know, this is the fifth Cal Jam. You're going to have record attendance. But even before Cal Jam, you know, the inspiration for Cal Jam was when you began DCS, you know, years ago. What was it, like 13, 15 years ago? Yeah, and then from DCS spawned the core groups. And then from DCS spawned all the epoch groups. Those guys actually came to my meetings and they got the vision. So if you look at you never know how far-reaching something you may say, think, or do will affect the lives of, as I say, billions tomorrow. It's like just me and another dude reading green books getting together, and then you know more and more people started coming, and then we had guys like Fred Barge come and share, and Fred Schofield, and you know other great speakers in chiropractic. And then that whole thing is spread across the country and eventually spread across the world. It's that philosophy and the love for the philosophy that gets people to resonate at a higher level. So yeah, they take the massive action to get stuff done. And if you want to be successful, it's like, it's so simple. You just have to be excited and passionate about what you do. And, and people feel that, and they're going to want to bring people to you because they just feel you care about them and you care about changing their lives and you care about their health and we're well, being good go ahead well my point also is you know 
look how long you've been at this. Now you're pretty you're pretty popular now, obviously, Billy. Your face and name are known all through the profession. But you, like you said, you started with one guy reading the Green Book, and then you had speakers, and then it was you know over a decade. Uh, first, you just started in Orange County. Then it started spreading out. But look at the vision and persistence that it takes. You know, this Cal Jam was not an overnight success. You no. know, it was 15 years in the making to be where you are today. Right. And that's what, you know, sometimes I see people that try to emulate what we're doing. And I go, go for it, bro. And it's not as easy as you think to get, you know, 2,000 people in seats. It's a little bit of work. People, they come to the event and they go, well, this looks easy. I can do that. And it's like, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying, Deed? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's not easy to get people in seats. And you got that's why I've really, really traveled globally to promote this thing. Because a lot of times it's easier for me to get somebody to fly over from Australia than get some fat arsed person to get off their arse and stop watching TV and come in from Costa Mesa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I aim, aim into that. <laughs> it is tough. You know, but that's that's the beauty. They got a hangnail or something. I forget what their excuse was. <laughs> that, that's the beauty of what you're doing. I mean, you're bringing a lot of speakers from a lot of different walks of life and a lot of different viewpoints, but we all are connected under this thing called chiropractic, and I think it's a great way to celebrate what chiropractic is. And uh, one quick thing, I want to go back to what uh, Dr. Fred brought up with this cervical kyphosis. And I'm going to tie it back into CalJam here. If you give me a second, I've got a convoluted circular mind. And so, then have me come back to the story about Patrick. I want to tell you the story about Patrick, too. Uh, that's, and I did, we're doing a buzz on it, which will come out tomorrow. And it really highlights all the stuff you guys have been doing with your podcast. Right on. We'll do it. So, you know, Fred, you brought up the, the cervical kyphosis issue on Facebook and the uh, thermal. Was it a thermal graph or was it a uh, yeah, thermal scan? So it was a thermal scan. So it's heat reading, temperature reading. It could have been EMG. It could have been whatever. To me, the problem is this. I mean, even these people that think that they're so vitalistic in what they're, they're doing, they come up with one assessment to identify whether or not somebody's subluxated. It's heat or it's it's uh, muscle activity, whatever it is. At the end of the day, those things are indirect measurements of nerve interference. They're not a direct measurement of nervous system activity. Nervous system activity is measured in, you know, when we do things like uh, evoke potentials. It's electricity, okay? So if you're going to measure the nervous system function, it's velocity, acceleration, and amplitude of the nervous system firing. It's not an in, it's not an indirect measurement of a side effect like temperature or muscle activity. So at, at the end of the day, you cannot use one measurement. And all chiropractors tend to be guilty of that. The only thing we can do is we can look at the structure of the spine and we can compare it to are you within a, a relatively normal framework? And then we, we understand that you're you're you know, indirect measurements are just that. They may or may not show an outcome because it, maybe it's not manifesting itself yet. But we know this, like you said, gravity is going to break you down. At the end of the day, there is one law that everybody on this planet has has to adhere to, and that's gravity. At the end of the day, my dad used to say, when your mechanistic body breaks down, where will innate live? Exactly. That's true. Yeah, that's Whoa. That's, that's, that that's a great quote, and you know, dude. The other thing that people always say about the curves, you know, that we forgot there's an AP of the spine. What else is going on in the other planes? Just because you can have a great curve, but have one heck of a translation of your skull to your your thorax, or you can have something else going on that isn't showing up in a lateral radiograph, and that's something people need to keep in mind too. Yeah, and, and then there's multiple categories. We could have fixations and adhesions. There are times when somebody has a good structure and good posture, but then there's joint dysfunction at the segmental level. So hey, we're you know let's be realistic. There's not one thing in chiropractic. So you know that that's my thoughts on that uh, that Dr. Fred brought up. So unless anybody else has something to comment, uh, Billy, I just want to ask you a question because I'm 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 not really sold so much. I mean, I have an EMG and I have a thermogram. I just I don't know if there's is there enough science to validate the validity of those two? uh, Because it seems like there's a lot of. 
just reliability between doctor usage doesn't seem like it's an exact science to me as far as placement of measuring devices and, you know, exact temperature of the room. There's just way too many variables for me to see. Whereas when you take an x-ray of somebody, that's pretty much a blueprint of exactly what's going on as far as what their spine's going through. And just like, could you maybe elicit a little information on that for me? the science behind thermography and EMG. Yeah, no, I've got it. That's a absolutely, you know, great question, Billy, and it's a good observation. And I always like to say this, I'm going to comment based on what I've read and my experience. I've done a few EMG studies in the sheep and not in humans, and I've never done thermography in terms of an actual study, but I've read the stuff. I do know this with thermography, you can achieve reliability of the evaluation when you put a person in a controlled temperature environment exactly and you maintain that person in that environment for a minimum of 20 to 30 minutes prior to doing the assessment okay now 99.99% of clinicians are not doing that yeah no. and plus it's also if correct me if i'm wrong dude it's also a camera yeah, you're, that, that's the other thing. And, and the bigger issue is, you're right, Joe. I mean, the other thing is reliability does not equate to validity. Just because somebody can get the same measurement each time over and over again. But I haven't seen that either, though. Right, right, because that's because you're not doing the 30-minute controlled temperature with no air conditioning coming in. We all got air conditioning ducts in our exam rooms, you know. So. Yeah. The, the thing is, is even if you got reliability, validity comes into question. Does it really mean what you think it means? Does it really mean it's C1 or does it really mean it's C5? And these, right. these are the big issues that, you know, we have to address as, as a profession. Now, in some people, yeah, it probably means that. But in, in everybody across the board, can you develop prediction rules on, on what those findings mean? I've never read a paper that shows me the actual validity of what those things indicate. Right. And, and then when you go to you know EMG, there's a difference between surface EMG and needle EMG. And I've been lucky enough to do needle EMG in the sheep, you know, where which is much more sophisticated in terms of it, its ability to make measurements of amplitudes and contractions because you're sticking the needle right into the muscle. What you have to make sure of is that you're in the right muscle. Uh, with surface EMG, there's a little more that comes into play. Now, you can make surface EMG reliable and you can make it valid in terms of, you know, you're measuring muscle strength and endurance. But, you know, that the reliability issue, I think, is okay with surface EMG. The problem is it's the validity. What, what do those findings actually mean in terms of the spine? You know, does it really mean that, you know, a certain joint is fixated? Does it really mean that a certain, you know, posture is there? What it means is there, there's a breakdown somewhere in the strength and the endurance of the system. It doesn't really equate to what level and what type of subluxation there is. That's the problem that I have with those things, Billy. Right. And I think they're amazing, amazing teaching tools. They're great for screenings, but there's nothing better than Joe's app with the posture. Oh, I mean, that to me is like, and it, because it's quick, it's easy, and it's pretty much a right on. I mean, that's posture is something that can be scientifically validated. Yeah. If, yeah, head, yeah, if their head's on crooked, their spine is crooked inside. It's pretty yeah, much that easy. Come on. You got a low shoulder on one side. I mean, it's usually telling there's something going on in the spine to allow that to happen. I mean, it's, it's that, that's not rocket science to me. And well, if they've got anterior translation of their entire spine, I mean, yeah. which most people do, and then that, that, that's pretty much, you're going to take the picture over and it's going to look the same every time you take it over, okay? Yep. Hey, two things. Number one, as far as Joe's app, I think that's a great link between the postural corrective people and the general profession because there's lots of people that, are, that know about your app and are using your app, Joe, that haven't gotten into postural correction. Well, there's a, yeah, I, I have to say there's a lot of people that don't even, that have never even heard of corrective type of chiropractic um, that are using the app. It's kind of mind-boggling when I get the feedback in the emails or just at Parker this past weekend. I mean, it just people coming up where they've seen the app and they're starting to use it but didn't even know there was a way to fix posture. And we sit back and say, what do you mean? How can you not not know this? Yeah, and the next thing is, you know, Deed, after working with all those sheep in Australia, you know, is that why we see you uh, sipping on some woolite on the breaks of uh, CBP? <laughs> Amen to that. You know, I thought we were going to keep this clean, Fred. 
<laughs> yeah. Hey, man, it just keeps them going in between those Australia trips. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, and that's the thing with, with posture. Here's the beauty of it. And people out there may say, well, you guys have just, you know, basically bashed EMG and, and thermography. No, we haven't. No, we're not bashing yeah. it. Yeah, we didn't say that, and I'm glad we all think that. We're just yeah. saying, look, there, there's limits. I would own one if I didn't think it was viable, but I'm just saying if you're going to say from a scientific standpoint, don't be pointing that finger at me is what I'm saying. Right. At no. you specifically, not me. Right, I, I get it. I mean, that's what I'm saying is these things are indirect assessments. They 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 guide us. They don't predict anything, and, and this is the thing with the structure of the spine that we all have to realize. Posture is the structure of the spine. The biomechanical component of subluxation can be identified by looking at somebody's displacement. That's what it is. It's a displacement. It's out of alignment. So the core part, part one of chiropractic is displacement. Part two is nerve interference. So posture is displacement. Yep. There you go. There's nothing to say. So, hey, also, we're here to promo... Um, to help you get the word out about CalJam. I mean, it's we could go on about the posture thing, man. This is our passion, so. Right. And we always, <laughs> you know, it's funny because on these Kyrie United interviews, it really doesn't matter who we have. We always, we always talk about posture and spinal correction anyway, which is awesome. So um, anyway, so who do you have coming? Some of the speakers, if you can list them off. Let me just share this one story because it was a dude I met at Parker. He was a young kid, 27 years old, not even in chiropractic school. He uh, hasn't even finished his prerequisites to get in chiropractic school. He already knows where he wants to go to chiropractic school. But he first started listening to Spinal Column Radio, which is Tom Lamar's thing. And then he got turned on to your podcast and then he got turned on to my buzz. And this guy is on fire, man. I mean, yep. and then I hear this from chiropractors. Oh, I'm not into that raw, raw philosophy stuff. You know, it just wears off. But that's why, you know, you take a shower every day. I mean, you need to get dipped regularly. And that's what CalJam is. It's like a major immersion and getting the barnacles off. But you look at people like that that are so on fire and they're not even chiropractors. You know that guy is going to go into practice He's going to explode. He's going to be a, you know, he's going to be one of those guys that saves the planet. He's going to be hugely successful because he's on fire. He's passionate. And he's not sitting there sniveling about stuff, you know. And you create your own economy around you. People snivel about the recession, dude. If you know the if the if the economy's down twenty percent, market twenty percent harder. And market's not a negative word. It's just teaching. Teaching is marketing. And that's why tonight I got a nutrition workshop. I just did a women's health workshop earlier this week. I am I'm passionate about telling the story, but it all comes back down. If you don't have a, a nervous system that expresses 100%, I don't care what else you're doing. But it's the five prong wheel as far as health is concerned. Now, as far that and that dude, he's yeah. going to be on my in the next buzz that's coming out, the DCS Experience Weekly Buzz. Check him out. He, yeah. He he's more of a chiropractor than 95% of the chiropractors in our profession. Yeah, Billy, real quick before you list the speakers, uh, I met him for the first time at Parker. He Facebooked me earlier, and we had a conversation, and it looks like he's going to Life Chiropractic College West, but he's doing his prereqs right now. And if you're listening out there, Patrick, you stay focused, you stay in the game, you'll be where you need to be. You know, you're doing the right thing. He sat up front, front row, on the left-hand side of the room at my session in Parker, and he was one of the few people in the front. Everybody else sat in the middle to the back. And what right. that shows is that shows that either A, you think you you know everything, or B, you, you're not willing to engage at the level that you need to engage and be involved with, or C, you're just there killing time. Or D, the show sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's Led Zeppelin, you're in front row. Yeah, yeah. You I, know? I'm hoping I'm hoping the Dirty Deeds show didn't suck. I mean, but you know the, the the problem is it was you know a good sized room, and so people had the opportunity to sit in the back or in the middle. This this kid jumped up and sat up in the front. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I sat in the back for pathology class at LAC, so yeah, because I wasn't missing anything, dude. Right. Okay. I mean, there weren't too many classes at LACC that I sat in the front row for. There probably weren't oh, any. Oh. <laughs> there weren't any. <laughs> There weren't any classes I sat in the front. <laughs> you and I sat in the back, Fred, together. Yeah. <laughs> I right, just want to go over the list of speakers. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's hear who's coming. 
All right, so we, I know you guys like Dan Murphy, right? Yeah, we, yeah. we know something about him. I mean, I, to me, I mean, he's one of those guys that I could listen to. I mean, I love going to seminars and listening to guys like him. I mean, there's also Chestnut, who I love. I mean, those guys just, they almost have that certain degree of just like, you know, I got my shit together. I know what's going on. Oh, I dropped an S-bomb. You know, but I like people that own it, and they own it 100%. And I just love almost their degree of cockiness. I've got Sharon Gorman, who is, I heard her at New Beginnings for the first time, and she was, I like fell out of my chair, lap, L-O-L, uh, L-M-A-O, is that how you say it? Uh, then there's Liam Schubel, who was on fire as far as getting this message out globally. He's kind of like, he's got the same passion for getting this thing out globally that I do. And then we got, I, I like to have a couple of college presidents on because that, again, shows people that it's a serious event. Well, we got Brian Kelly there from Life West. They are our CE provider. So this is a real deal, man. It's not like just some fly-by-night gig. Uh, we got Caroline Meliza, who is an amazing female chiropractor. She's going to be doing some CA training. So I, you know, people go, well, you know, if I had your CAs, I'd have a big practice too. Well, dude, my CAs, remember every year, Fred, we would take all our CAs to, to uh, Atlanta four times a year, and we'd take them to Schofield. I mean, if you want your CAs on fire, you want them to be part of your life-saving team, Take them to, to take them to some stuff, and if you bring them to Cal Jam, it's not only you're taking them somewhere where they're going to get fired up, but it's a good goal and a celebration. Because let me tell you what, there's not a better. There's one thing I know how to do, Fred, is throw a damn good party. Yeah, yeah. I always had the best parties in high school, and I still have. I just have more money now to throw bigger parties. Uh, Guy cool Reed, what's that? I said, how cool is that? Yeah, it rocks, dude. All the way, it rocks as far as you can go. And it's going to only get bigger and bigger bigger every year. We're going to get bigger and bigger bands because I like rock and roll. And if you don't like rock and roll, stay home and watch the Stupid Bowl. Got it? All right. And then we got you know Guy Reekman. We got Jeannie Ohm's going to be doing some stuff on how to have a nonviolent birth. Because, I mean, a lot of the subluxations we see today are results of the birth process. So that's why, yeah, every kid that's born, every kid that's breathing, every kid that has a spine needs to be checked right after birth. And I don't know if you guys agree with me, but I, I'm pretty much sold on that. I know you agree with me. Yes. And then I got the dude that probably really much changed me and brought me out of my shell. I want to thank Dr. Fred Domenico number one, for getting me out of my shell because he saw potential enough into me to drag me back to DE. So, Fred, I want to let you know that I really do love you. Indeed, I love you, too. And, Joe, you know I love you as well. Thanks. And it was, you know, Fred that really let me – it was like I put something on Facebook the other day. Be glad you're you. I mean, you are you, and you're the best you. So go out and be you and to try quit trying to be the dude in the white coat and somebody that you're not. And Fred was always good about saying, you know what? Dude, you're a funny guy. Why do you try to be somebody that you're not? And then he had enough initiative to drag me by the hair on my back back to DE. And that's where I was transformed because now I got to actually hear what chiropractic really was about. And then we've got Matt Hubbard who runs CORE. We got this dude, this crazy dude named Dirty Deed Harrison. <laughs> Dirty Deed's Thunder Cheap. All right, he's going to be up there going over, which I feel is the coolest technique on the planet. We've got Dean Sotilli, who's another East Coast. New Beginnings, Firecracker. Again, I heard him at New Beginnings, and I swear, laughed my something off at New Beginnings. And then I got Dr. Tempo, who I think is one of the best speakers in our profession as far as just he's the smoothest dude on the planet. I call him Dr. Glass. And then up right before me, I got Troy Dukowitz, because if there's anybody that can light my fire, it's Dr. Troy. And this year, I'm not going to be soft on everybody, Deed. I'm going to go out with both barrels, and I'm just done, okay? So be ready for a little Black Sabbath, uh, a little bit of Ozzy Osbourne coming out on stage this year because we're taking it to the next level with craziness because it's the crazy people that change the world because they're crazy enough to think they can. And I want people to come and I want them to get a little crazy and out of their head because if we sit back and we're complacent and we're apathetic, we're not going to get Jack, you know what done. All right. And then I got David Wolf coming. He's going to just try to get people to eat more of a plant-based diet. I mean, it's okay if we correct supplementation, but if somebody dies from heart attack, diabetes, what good are we doing? So I want people to have a balanced lifestyle. Uh, David Wolf is phenomenally funny. I heard him speak at his conference here, the Longevity Conference. And again, he's got a longevity conference. He teaches everything but what? 
chiropractic because he's never been exposed to it. So bringing those people in the fold increases our global vision of getting people to understand in other healthcare professions to understand what chiropractic really is. And then we got my buddy, Brad Glowacki, who is the genius, the marketing guru in our profession with getting the message to the masses. And then we got this eight ball, Billy D up there, who is a spasmatic, passionate lover of people and lover of chiropractic, lover of the principle. And I really look forward to sharing just what I feel is the most amazing chiropractic experience on planet Earth in the most explicit, I mean, the most exquisite uh the Performing Arts Center is amazing, and I'm trying to get chiropractors to stop thinking so, you know, with their poverty consciences. I want to raise them to a level where we are should be driving the healthcare bus. We should be leading people through healthcare because we are it, baby. We are it, and we are going to actually save this world in my lifetime. I pray. So there it is. Amen. Uh, Dr. Fred and Dr. Joe, final remarks before I go into the research article of the week. No, I'm just uh, excited. I counting down the days until we can come out there, Billy. It's you know it was a great time last time, and I'm looking forward to listening to these speakers again. You know, because Deed and I and Fred are on the road all you know a lot of weekends that we can't get out to hear some of these other speakers except for uh, these events. So it's going to be a great time to be in the audience as well. And I have to say that the venue you have is remarkable. Nobody ever has chiropractic events in a performing arts center like what, you, what you, you're putting together. This is an amazing experience, and everybody needs to come out. And there's nothing else like it. I there mean, isn't. you can try to compare it to DE or whatever, but it's uh, and it's not that it's better. It's just it's me. It's my personality expressed through uh, my vision. And, again, some people like it. Some people don't. It's okay. You can stay home. That's okay. I understand. Not everybody. I learned that a long time ago. Being a chiropractor. Not everybody's going to like you, Fred. Did you know that? I <laughs> think. Uh, yeah. 50% That's of why we don't hang out with attorneys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's your classic quote, huh? Yeah. Hey, man, I just want to say, Billy, you know, I've known you, I think it's like 28 years or something. I mean, it's hard to believe that much time has passed, but it's you, 30, know, you, know that you started like coming out of LACC. We started like a mustard seed and now you've grown a crop that's feeding the world. So that's so out of the seed. It, now you're feeding the world. So, dude, I'm so friggin' proud of you, man. Well, there's nothing to be proud of. I'm just having a good time, Fred. It's like, you know, and I, you know I appreciate all the pats on the back, but it's, uh, that's not what I'm doing it for. I mean, we've got the big vision. Chiropractic is amazing, and we just need to get people on the planet to understand it, and that's the reason why I do what I do. Well, that's why that's why we feel, that's why we have affinity for you, man, because it's not about you. It's about something right. so much bigger, and that's why you're a light for everybody else. Yeah. Thank you, brother. I love you, man. I love you, man. You know, what you said, just real quick, uh, Dr. Jeannie Ohm, we should have her on the podcast here and talk about, you know, number one, prenatal and postnatal chiropractic intervention. Uh, a lot of people don't know that I delivered both my kids with my wife at home. I mean, I say I delivered them. I, I did this three C's. I caught, I cut, and I cleaned. I mean, that's what my job was. The midwife was late, didn't even show up on time just based on where we were living, and uh, we did it ourselves. So I'm a huge fan of uh, natural birth and, and checking the kids and right afterwards. I mean, my kids were adjusted within a matter of minutes of them uh, being delivered. Nice. So <clears throat> we need to hook up with uh, Dr. Ohm at CalJam, uh, Joe and, and yeah. Fred. And, and well, I'll Charlie. probably see her this weekend at New Beginning. So I'm, I'm planning on uh, lining up our Kyrie United podcast this weekend. Okay, good. Uh, welcome her with open arms. What I'd like to do is uh, bring this full circle again. Uh, we talked a lot about vitalism mechanism. We talked hey, about Dave, real quick. Yep. I got to go because I got an interview with Dave Wolf in three minutes. So I want to thank you guys for having me on. No worries. Uh, you don't need anything, right? Awesome. Awesome. Uh, like, thank you. I'm sending out my love, and I really appreciate what you guys are doing. I really appreciate you guys for being on the stage. Thank you. Awesome, Billy. Right. See you soon. Rock and roll. Take care, bro. Okay, so we want to bring this full circle to, to tie it in with chiropractic philosophy, uh, chiropractic science and art, and to uh, just tie in the CalJam, too, the, with uh, this research article. And this goes back to what you were talking about, uh, Fred, on Facebook with the cervical kyphosis. What, what I'm going to be talking about at uh, Billy's event, 
Whoops. Yep, I'm still here. Are you there? Yep. Did we lose Fred? Is he here? No, I'm here. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Sorry, it just popped up. There was a problem with the call. Anyway, um, you, you know, what I'm going to be talking about at CalGM is, is the ultimate model of uh, nerve interference in chiropractic, and it's biomechanics of the central nervous system and how that impacts nervous system function and, and healing. And the, the ultimate article that I'm going to end with, I'm going to share with the listeners out there today, and it's from Alf Bragg. It's in 1982 out of a journal, Anatomia Clinica. It's a Scandinavian anatomy journal. And what Bregg did in 1982 was so profound for its time that it was called the holy grail of outcomes. I mean, still today, neurobiologists are looking at how, how can we improve and initiate central nervous system healing when there's a wound to the central nervous system. And nowadays they're using things like stem cells and they're using viral DNA and transcriptinase and, you know, words that I can't even pronounce. And some of you out there going, what are those things? Because you forgot your, you know, biochem and microbiology. But, you know, anyway, the healing of the central nervous system is the holy grail in neurobiology. Well, when we look at biomechanics of the central nervous system, there's a simple explanation for why in some cases, not in all, in some cases your spinal cord cannot heal properly or even undergo the healing process. And it has to do with the simple fact that when you change your cervical curve or your lumbar curve or your thoracic curve from normal and you're stuck like that, let's say a cervical kyphosis, you're putting longitudinal tension on your central nervous system. That tension if I have a wound or a damaged area in the spinal cord, it will create strain or deformity across the wound surface. Now, what that is like doing, it's like taking a cut on your hand or your arm, and it's like pulling the cut open and holding it open. You know, there's no way that wound is going to heal properly. Scar tissue is going to build up in there. And you're not going to be able to get the axons of the nervous system to actually heal back through the swan cells. So, you know, what Bragg did in 1982 is he said, hey, look, let's take some volunteer dogs and let's hemisection their spinal cord. And when you hemisection the cord, you're going to have a whole host of issues that happen. Like you're going to have hemiparesis, you're going to have spasticity, you're going to have uh, loss of bowel and bladder control, etc. So he took some dogs and he hemisectioned their spinal cord. And for those of you out there that are PETA, I didn't do the study, I'm just relating it to you. I've got dogs, I would never want my dog to undergo this. However, we learned a lot from it. What Greg did is he took some of the dogs... And he fixed their spinal cords into an extended posture. So he, he put slack in the central nervous system. He put a, a, a surgical device on them, and he fixed them in extension for a period of weeks so the spinal cord would approximate across the wound service and healing could initiate. Then he let the uh, percentage of the dogs become unfixed, and he let them move their head and neck above the wound surface. So the dogs would flex their neck down and bend and turn. And what would happen is that it would put uh, stress and strain or deformation across the wound surface, and the wound surface of the spinal cord healed with scar tissue. At the end of the day, the dogs that were fixed in extension, they healed up to not normal, but really good function compared to the dogs that uh, did not get fixed in extension. The dogs that were fixed in extension and had slack across the wound surface of the spinal cord could walk and run and stop urinating and defecating on themselves, etc. So what we learned from this is biomechanics of the central nervous system is critically important to the growth and repair of the spinal cord tissue itself. That's the epitome of nerve interference. So when you lose your neck curve, the question is, do you want stress and strain on your spinal cord, which impairs healing, or do you want reduction of stresses and strains on your nervous system, which is, allows the greatest potential for your spinal cord and nervous system to heal and to function? Pretty simple yeah. question right there. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so with that research article, 1982, that, that's all you need for cervical kyphosis. It's abnormal. It puts tension across the spinal cord, and if you are acting on the spinal cord, if you have any kind of damage to the nervous system, it's going to create a situation where that tissue cannot grow and repair. 
So here's here's the statement for the question for all the Facebookers. Is a person that loses their cervical curve or lordotic curve subluxated? Yes. There it is. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't think we need to say anything more than that. Yes, exclamation mark. Right, because the definition of subluxation is displacement, abnormal alignment, which cervical kyphosis fits, combined with nerve interference, which tension on your central nervous system fits. Yep. There you go. Absolutely. Okay, gentlemen, that brings us to the end of the uh, weekly podcast. Uh, I think we had a great one with Dr. Billy DeMoss. Um, go ahead, closing remarks. Yeah, well, Fred, just keep the, the torch burning over there in uh, New Beginnings this weekend. Oh, yeah, no question. Hey, I must say, too, I do love the fact that it doesn't really matter who our speaker is. We always talk about spinal correction. <laughs> I, I love that about us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. That's the way it should be. Yeah, exactly. Yep. All right, gentlemen. All right, I gotta guys. Get, get back to packing uh, some boxes here. <laughs> All right, nice. guys. You have a good time. All we'll uh, talk to you later. All right. Take care. All right. Bye, bye guys. All right. Bye.